0: In my early days, I faced a pivotal moment in my career. Instead of following the herd into traditional finance, I charted my own course. Despite skepticism, I founded my investment firm, driven by a belief in economic truth and fiscal responsibility. Through perseverance, I established myself as a leading voice in finance, proving that sometimes blazing your own path is the best way to succeed. To get what you want, sometimes you have to challenge the status quo and blaze your own trail. That's what Harry's did. Seeing people tricked by expensive razors, Harry's took a stand. Instead of pricey options, they offer high-quality razors at a fraction of the cost. That's why when it comes to grooming my face, I use Harry's. Harry's understands the value of quality without breaking the bank. Hey, speaking about the real world, uh, you know, I was looking at my Wikipedia page, and I haven't looked at it in a long time. And it's kind of interesting that I did because I read it and I didn't really recognize. I mean, it, 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 I really come off uh, pretty bad, I suppose, in that Wikipedia page. I mean, that's why I don't think it's the real world. It's the, some liberal fantasy version of me, because the, the, the Wikipedia page now is very different. I mean, I remember when I first read my Wikipedia page. If you don't know, Wikipedia is the internet encyclopedia. You know, when I was a kid, I mean, I had beautiful encyclopedias. You used to have encyclopedia salesmen. That was one of the ways people used to work their way through college. When you can still afford to do that, you would sell encyclopedias door, door to door. We had the World Book. Some people had Britannica. That was a little bit more sophisticated. But I remember and every year I would get an update. It would come in the mail. and I had these nice leather-bound books. But they used to be expensive. You know, but now there's this encyclopedia on the Internet, but the content is just basically put there by anybody who wants to put it up there, except the person about whom the Wikipedia uh, story is being written. So anybody can put in stuff about me, except I can't put anything in about myself. Right. So if somebody says something that's not true, I can't really correct it. Now, when I first looked at my Wikipedia page, I remember feeling, yeah, that's pretty good. I was I didn't have any complaints about the way I was being portrayed. But it seems like between then and now it's been completely rewritten uh, by some Peter Schiff critics. And I don't know who these people are, uh, but they certainly have an agenda. They have an axe to grind. And they want to try to portray me in the most unfavorable light. And I'll give you a few examples of some of the things, you know, that I, that I think are wrong about my Wikipedia page. First of all, one of the things in there, they have a section about minimum wage, right? And it says, Peter Schiff wants to eliminate the minimum wage so that the uh, mentally retarded or intellectually disabled, I, I forget what they use, the incorrect word or the correct word, can be paid $2 an hour. Now, where'd they get that, right? They got that from The Daily Show. But I've already publicly stated, and there are articles written by independent third parties, that says, hey, wait a minute, they took that out of context. That's not what I said. Yet the Wikipedia wants to quote a comedy skit as if that's what I said. And of course, I don't want to eliminate the minimum wage so that the intellectually disabled can be paid $2 an hour because the minimum wage already doesn't apply to the intellectually disabled. They're already paid $2 an hour. Many are paid less. That was my point. The only reason we even discussed that on uh my four-hour interview was to show the people that at least congress recognizes that the minimum wage causes unemployment that's why they exempted intellectually disabled from the requirement because they didn't want to destroy all the employment opportunities uh for the for intellectually disabled people because they need these jobs not so much for the income which is also good to have the extra spending money but for the self-esteem just so they can feel like they're making a contribution. They realize if they applied the minimum wage to such individuals, their employment opportunities would disappear. So my point was, hey, if the minimum wage can cause unemployment among intellectually disabled people, it can also cause unemployment against, uh, for intellectually abled people. It's just a question of degree, right? But they had an ax to grind. Also, under the section that was captioned, minimum wage, it also mentioned, Peter Schiff wants to eliminate the home mortgage deduction. Now, why is that there? And why mention the home mortgage deduction, right? To make me look bad. Like I want people, individual Americans to pay higher taxes. Look, what I've said is I want to abolish the entire income tax. Now, yes, that includes the home mortgage deduction, but it includes all the deductions because it eliminates the entire tax. So if you're not paying income taxes, you don't need a deduction. Now, I have said if we're going to make the mistake of having an income tax, we should at least have a flat tax. And a flat tax means no deductions, which includes... The mortgage deduction but i don't want americans to pay higher income taxes i want them to pay lower income taxes and by eliminating the mortgage deduction you can lower the rate see the more deductions you get rid of the lower the rate so any flat tax that includes the mortgage interest deduction is going to be higher than a tax that would exclude it now why do i want to exclude it because i don't want the government to favor buying versus renting i don't want the government to give an added incentive a a tax-based incentive for people to buy when maybe renting would be a better market alternative. I always want the market to determine things, not the government. So when the government uh, creates this deduction, they are creating a government-provided incentive to favor buying versus renting. I want to eliminate that. I want to go back to a free market. But I don't want people to pay high taxes. But what they're trying to say here in this Wikipedia is that Peter Schiff wants average people to pay higher taxes. No, I don't. Because also, right next to that, in the same section that's supposed to be on minimum wage, it says Peter Schiff wants to eliminate the corporate income tax, which is true, but the way they write it in there, it's like, I want to raise taxes on on ordinary people, and I want to I let the, the rich guys off by eliminating the corporate tax. The reason I want to get rid of the corporate income tax is because I know that corporations don't actually pay income taxes. Their shareholders pay the taxes. Their employees through lower wages, their customers through higher prices. So I think it's better to put the taxes where it's more obvious so that people won't think that somehow they're getting something for nothing. I want the taxes to go on the taxpayer so that he'll have a reason to object to those higher taxes instead of thinking that somehow some other person is going to pay it. Look, if you want to tax people uh, who own shares in corporations, tax their dividends. You don't tax the income at the corporate level because that money that is undistributed is the money that corporations need to make capital investments to grow the economy and to create jobs and all that good stuff but the way they they list that there they do it to try to make me look bad obviously some liberal put that in but you know there's so many things that I've said politically that aren't mentioned there why hone in on just these few things now you know one of the things that I remember about the original Uh, Wikipedia page, was that it prominently featured the Peter Schiff was right video, right? It mentioned that it had over 2 million views. It was very a popular video that was taken out. Now there's like a slight mention, like, I don't know, I I barely even noticed it, like somewhere in the middle of the the, the Wikipedia story. And it basically says that there was a video called Peter Schiff was right that became popular in 2008 and 2009 on my YouTube channel. Now, popular is a wild understatement. It wasn't just popular. It got 2 million views. That was a lot of views, especially back then. I mean, I mean, I, I, for a while, it was the most watched political video on YouTube. Now, since then, there have been more that have come out and got more views. But back then, it was the most anybody had gotten for that type of a video. But also, the Wikipedia page says it was on my YouTube channel. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It had nothing to do with my YouTube channel. I mean, it it was on somebody else's YouTube channel because it was produced independently. I saw it for the first time when everybody else saw it on YouTube. I didn't put it together. A a fan, you know, for lack of a better word, put it together. And it derived popularity on its own. It It just went viral. Certainly, you would think that my Wikipedia page would have a lot more to say about the Peter Schiff was right video, including some of my forecasts. I mean, there's really nothing on my Wikipedia page about all the forecasts I I got right. The bankruptcy of Fannie Mae, the bankruptcy of Freddie Mac, the Great Recession, the financial crisis. I mean, QE1, 2, 3, 4. I mean, all the various predictions that I made, none of that is even there. In fact, they spend most of their time. Talking about my critics, the people that want to say bad things about me. Well, it's supposed to be my Wikipedia page. Why are you focusing on my critics? Why don't you focus in on the things that I said? You know, there were a lot of great predictions in the Peter Schiff was right video that they could have focused on. What about the, the my famous bet with Art Laffer? I mean, that that was a big I think 300, 400,000 people just saw that separately on YouTube. The entire 10 minute you know, debate. But it was probably the most popular or memorable part, other than maybe you know Mike Norman laughing at me when I said real estate prices were going to collapse. Uh, But what did I say? I said that the stock market bubble, I mean the real estate bubble, was going to burst. The stock market was going to come down, and we were going to have a recession that would last not for quarters but for years. To which Art Laffer, right, former economic advisor to uh, Ronald Reagan, what did Art Laffer said? Peter Schiff is totally off base. There's not going to be a crisis. Monetary po- policy is spectacular. This is the, these are the things that he was saying. Everything was great, according to Art Laffer. Why don't they say anything about that? Or my, the famous bet. He bet me a penny, and he never paid me. You know, that was a significant thing that, that, that could be on there. What about my mortgage banker speech? I mean, that was a huge speech that I gave in front of 3,000 mortgage bankers in 2006. Popular on YouTube. Look at the forecasts I made at that mortgage b- banker speech. And of course, I also outlined uh, my hedge fund that we started uh, with a guy named Andy Lottie uh, to short subprime. That's the reason. That's the only reason I went to do that mortgage bankers conference was to promote my hedge fund because after that big big presentation to the 3,000 people, I had a workshop and the workshop was attended by maybe 50 people. And that workshop was all about investing in my hedge fund. How to do it? What our strategy was? What the you know all that? And of course, from that, I only got one guy that invested. One guy, and of course, he made a boatload of money because he invested in that. But where's where's all that? Why isn't that on my on my Wikipedia page? Now they do mention my 2010 Senate run, but they do it in a very negative way. I mean, they 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 talk about the convention where I didn't make it on the ballot, right? Because Peter Schiff didn't get nominated, but they don't give you the details about that. Linda McMahon basically flooded the convention with her delegates more than she was legally allowed to have. She had all these, uh, not her delegates, her, her campaign staffers were all over there trying to steal my, uh, my delegates. And I almost got enough to get on, but then she stopped me. And then, of course, I encouraged all my delegates to switch to Simmons, which is why I ended up with so few, because I asked mine to switch so I could get more support for Rob Simmons, who I thought was a better candidate than Lyndon McMahon, because I thought Lyndon McMahon didn't have a chance. But one of the real interesting stories about the convention, every other convention, Republican convention in Connecticut history, the candidates were able to address the convention Personally, they gave like a short speech. Now, Linda McMahon didn't want this because the last thing she wanted to do was have to speak on the same stage as me because she knew that that wasn't going to do well for her. So she got the convention to adopt a change where no candidate could speak. Instead, we were going to submit five minute videos. So I submitted my video and on my YouTube channel, there's part of that video. Who is Peter Schiff was the video. I took a small part of it and I used it as my introduction to my um, to my YouTube page. But the actual video that was supposed to play at the convention was much longer. Now, the reason I say supposed to is because my video never played. And here's why. They played Linda McMahon's video. They played Rob Simmons's video. But then for some reason, the equipment broke. And so they couldn't play my video at all. So the other two candidates got to play their video, and I didn't get to play anything. All right. So that also is one of the reasons that I didn't get uh, enough... uh, enough votes to get on the ballot. But here's where the story really gets bad. They mentioned that I was able to get the 400 signatures necessary to get on the ballot. It wasn't 400 signatures I had to get. I had to get over 8,000. What happened was I got over 4,000 more, over 400 more than I needed to get on the ballot. And of course, I collected over 10,000 signatures, but, you know, a lot of them, they disqualify because you have to get registered Republican voters. You can't just get anybody to sign it. So not all your signatures are going to be valid. So that was a big deal to get all those signatures. I mean, that that has hardly ever been done in Connecticut politics. So the fact that I was able to get all those signatures was a massive achievement. Also, they don't mention that I got 23 percent of the vote which was not bad. I mean, Linda McMahon won with 50% of the vote. Rob Simmons got 27% of the vote, but Rob Simmons was a long time congressman serving from Connecticut. And before he was in Congress, he was in the state house. He had been 20, 25 years as an elected representative. He had a lot of name recognition in the state yet. I beat Rob Simmons in every single congressional district. We have five districts in Connecticut. He came in second in the district that he represented but I came in second in every other district. So I actually did pretty good. That was my first campaign. I had never run for anything. This guy was a professional politician that had run in so many elections and he barely beat me. And he only beat me because he beat me in his own district. I beat him in all the other districts. Despite no newspapers endorsed me, Rob Simmons got endorsed by some newspapers. Lyndon McMahon got endorsed. He got a lot more media coverage than I did. Now I did spend more money than he did but nowhere near what McMahon spent. McMahon spent over $30 million. I spent three and a half, two and a half million that I collected from individuals in small donations. I actually collected about the same amount of money as Rand Paul collected uh, when he ran in 2010, but he, he was in a market that it was easier to win. He was in uh, Kentucky. But I, I, I spent, I, collect, I raised the same amount of money as he did, and then I threw in another million of my own, but I still didn't win. But that is very significant, because the experts were saying Peter you're not you're not going to get any more than 5% 4%. I think when when Ron Paul ran in Connecticut in the primary he only got 2% or so of the vote. So people didn't think I'd be able to get much vote because there weren't a lot of, you know, libertarian types, but I got, you know, 23%. I was polling in single in the low single digits a couple of weeks before the polls. So and those low polls were one of the reasons that a lot of people didn't vote for me, because they believed the polls. So they figured they were throwing their vote away if they voted for me. Uh, so they voted for the lesser of the other two evils instead of me. So obviously they could have portrayed my uh, my uh, campaign in a more favorable light. Other things totally not mentioned. Occupy Wall Street. That was a huge success. I did that with reason. Millions of people saw that online on various websites. I still get lots of emails from young people who tell me they used to be socialists until they watched the Occupy Wall Street, and I turned them around. No mention of the Occupy Wall Street. How many other people went down the Wall Street with a sign, I'm in the 1%, let's talk? That was a big deal. How was that not in my Wikipedia page? Also, the fact that I testified before Congress, not once but twice. They don't even mention I testified at all. And there's a lot of articles about that. What about my video that I did on the floor of the Democratic National Convention uh, on Democrats voting to ban profits? I got over a million views on that. That was the most views I've ever got on a video that I produced myself. So why is that not there? It makes no sense. They mentioned that I started Euro-Pacific Capital, but that's the only business. What about Shift Gold? What about Euro-Pacific Canada? What about my bank, Euro-Pacific Bank? Why not mention that I've got the bank? That was the first bank ever, the first company ever, to issue gold and silver back debit cards. You know, I did that back in 2012. You know, there are some other people now trying to copy me, but I went first. I was the first guy to do it. And by the way, we're going to be improving it. We've got a lot of new features coming by the end of the year. But I have a lot of businesses that you figure that Wikipedia might want to talk about. Also, my books. I mean, it doesn't even mention both Crash Proof 2.0 and The Real Crash... Were New York Times bestsellers, bestsellers on the New York Times list, not mentioned on my my Wikipedia page. The Crash Proof, my original Crash Proof, was voted by Amazon as one of the 10 best investment books of 2007. You figure they'd mention that. My book, How an Economy Grows and Why It Crashes, won an award, the Get Abstract International Book Award. Very prestigious award. They look at like 10,000 books a year, and they they, 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 they give the award to four books two written in german and two in english and i my book which was written by me and my brother we got one of the two awards uh for 2010 for english you know i mean that was a pretty prestigious award there's all this stuff and maybe you guys can think of some other things that that have been notable that i've done or predictions i've made that came true that should be in my wikipedia page and here's the reason i'm bringing this out because i wanted to go to the wikipedia page And make some of the corrections, right, where there are things that are factually inaccurate to correct it and maybe try to rewrite it to actually better reflect who I am and and what I've accomplished. But I'm not allowed to do that because, you know, you're not allowed to make changes if it's about you. And nobody in your employ is allowed to make changes if it's about you. So what I'm going to suggest is that those of you who want to set the record straight, and so we don't have any revisionist history in the present, is anybody can go to Wikipedia you can sign on there and you can make these changes so we're gonna put a page on my Facebook page and I'm gonna put it uh, up on shift radio and I'm gonna have a list of a lot of suggestions for what people can add where you can get links to uh, third-party sources on on the internet because whenever you say something on Wikipedia you got to source it yeah know these guys want to source ads about the daily show you know the left-wing guys that want to you know you know, try to, you know, make me look bad. Try to get these things up there. And, you know, you might get into a battle because I've noticed sometimes if you try to fix something, other people try to switch it back the other way that are trying to uh, uh, discredit me. But if we have enough people trying to put in accurate information on that Wikipedia page, we could overwhelm uh, some of these Peter Schiff critics. So you can go to my Facebook page or Schiff Radio, and if you see somebody else has already done it, well, then you don't have to do it. And anything else you can think of that you think is significant about you know my life or what I might have accomplished or some of the things that I've done, maybe add it to the Wikipedia page. Because that's like, if you, if you Google Peter Schiff, Wikipedia comes way up there. So a lot of people who are learning about me for the first time, unfortunately, they read Wikipedia. And right now, they might not come away with a very good impression. So hopefully, uh, the people who listen to this uh, podcast can help me change that. And thank you in advance for your help. I bet you didn't know that without silver, you wouldn't be hearing this podcast right now or be able to use a computer at all. From laptops to smartphones to TVs to speakers, virtually all modern electronics use silver to conduct electricity. Did you know that the average solar panel uses two-thirds of an ounce of silver to function? And the solar industry is expanding dramatically, not just in America, but in booming developing nations like China and India. Silver is naturally antibacterial and is used extensively in modern medicine. Silver coatings are being added to breathing tubes, bandages, catheters, and other medical instruments to reduce the spread of infections. When antibiotics fail... Silver still works. I believe the 21st century will be the century of silver. As fiat currencies continue to collapse and new uses are found for silver every day, the white metal's strong industrial demand and low per ounce price will make it increasingly attractive to savers around the world. At today's prices, people of any age and background can afford to buy some silver. Learn why silver is a smart and reliable investment in my free special report, The Powerful Case for Silver. Visit shiftsilver.com and download it now. The Powerful Case for Silver includes information about silver's amazing chemical properties. It also explains why I believe silver may outperform gold in the coming years. Download The Powerful Case for Silver and educate yourself, your friends, and your family about the white metal. Just visit shiftsilver.com to download my free report. That's shiftsilver.com.